0: From what I can see, across this land and indeed across the world there are millions upon millions of people awakening to the understanding that this current health crisis, this so-called pandemic, is just a Trojan horse which is being used to introduce a new era for humanity. Call it what you want, the great reset, the fourth industrial revolution, building back better Whatever catchy name these bankers and billionaires are calling it. It's not good for you and it's not good for me. Relationships between individuals, families, communities, governments and nations will change fundamentally. They're coming for you, they're coming for your family, they're coming for your jobs, your savings, your home, your pension, your culture, your traditions, your very freedoms and your very way of life, unless we we unite to resist, we do not consent. Now this is not a conspiracy theory, but the outworking of a scheme written by people who it seems must really hate the human race. Agenda 21 is being implemented now and will come to pass unless we unite to resist, we do not consent. Last year, a seasonal respiratory virus of high infectivity but low pathogenicity passed across the world and sadly took with it people who were very old, who were already very sick, most of whom were in the last months of their lives. There were younger people who died. May God have mercy on their souls if you believe in God and all that and comfort their families and friends. But in terms of overall or cause mortality, there was nothing to see. Seasonal viruses do this every year. They have done since time began and will continue to do so no matter what us humans do. In 2020, In no country, again I'll say that, in no country was there a significant increase in overall mortality compared to any other year in the past. In Ireland the population actually increased by 2%. So what happens when we take away the track and trace system? Calling for the first time in medical history a case of someone who is perfectly well who has no symptoms whatsoever, which is going to cost the British taxpayer £37 billion over the next two years. I don't even know what £37 billion would look like or what it would buy. What would it buy? Would it buy two hospitals? Would it buy ten hospitals? Would it buy a million nurses jobs? I have no idea. The use of the PCR measures nothing, they are an illusion to create a crisis. If we take away the fact that the World Health Organization changed the actual rules, changed the way scientists measure disease impact by saying that any death within 28 days of a positive PCR test was due to COVID, and that even without a positive test, if you had no symptoms, or or very small symptoms like shortness of breath, fever, you know, the, the very thing that people die from every day. That was clusters COVID too. If we take away the daily no, actually, hourly incessant misery and fear porn on the legacy media, dolefully recounting the figures and scrutinising the anguished last hours of those who were taken and the po-faced politicians with their crocodile tears, pretending to actually care. If we take away the psychological abuse of populations across the whole planet, using applied behavioral psychology against the masses, just designed to keep them all in terror. If we take away the signage, the arrows, the one-way systems, the walk, don't walk, the yellow notices on every single flat surface, the sanitisation, the masks, all the paraphernalia of this neuro-linguistic program the mental abuse which tells us we are walking biohazards. We are a danger to even our families and our friends. If we take away all of this, there is nothing to see. The emperor has no clothes, so they say. But of course, there was something to see, wasn't there? Viruses don't make laws, governments do. But what we did see was the removal of our most basic and inalienable rights, our rights to work, to earn, to move, to associate, to kiss and to hug, to go to church and to bury our dead with dignity. To live our lives as we see fit we even saw the removal of our right to speak facebook twitter and youtube all playing god with our freedom of speech the right to protest to object to this tyranny we saw censorship like never before character assassination and banishment of doctors scientists and professors at the top of their game who were brave enough and who dared to offer an alternate narrative to the government's bullshit one example a doctor that i've been following from day one and that's dr Vernon coleman on brandon tube he was the first man to mention the pandemic, the first guy to start actually asking questions and look what's happened to him We saw our children and our young people locked up, denied their education, their right to play outside, to live their precious lives however they and their parents saw fit. We've seen millions of the poorest and most marginalised people on this planet pushed to starvation and death because, because of the economic fallout, because poverty kills. This past year, people have been abandoned by their health systems. People in despair from loneliness, from isolation and from fear. People who haven't seen their families or loved ones for months and months and whose lives are infinitely poorer as a result. We've seen delayed cancer diagnosis, people having treatments cancelled, People dying, waiting for elective procedures. People in pain who can't get help. Estimates vary, but it's now assumed that between 200,000 and half a million extra deaths will occur in the area covered by the NHS. And that's assuming this lunacy of a lockdown ends July 19th when they say it is finally. Well, let's see about that, shall we? The cure, it seems, has been much, much worse than the disease. Now it's time to move on. This was never about health. It was never, ever about health. It was all smoke and mirrors. There are around 30 published papers internationally showing that right across the globe, lockdowns do more harm than good. And if they do work, why are we still locked up a year later? Over a year later. This government, these, these people in charge, they've taken 18 months, almost two years of all our lives on all this bullshit. The health and economic fallout from this will cost absolutely millions and millions of lives and it will end the way we live now, forever. It's over, the lie has been exposed. We must stand together, again, we do not consent. All this year, there have been freedom rallies happening all over the globe. Across this beautiful planet, people like you and me will stand together to say, enough is enough. We do not consent. Here in England, people from every part, from all political backgrounds, from all faiths and none, from every county and province will stand together to say no, enough is enough. England says no, but so does Belfast, so does Berlin, Munster, Scotland, Wales, Germany, Holland, Peru and Australia, right across the world we will stand together to withdraw our consent. Now, rumour has it Boris Johnson will impose whole new, more draconian lockdowns after June the 21st. Why do all these important dates coincide with major calendar events? June the 21st was the day of the summer solstice. This Indian variant is an absolute joke. How much of Indian politicians been bribed by Bill Gates and co to turn every death into pretend COVID cases, just like they did over here? Do not believe these lies. Wake up and sh- shake off your cognitive dissonance for fuck's sake. Even some mainstream media, are, they're starting to speak up now. So what do we think's really, really going on? Well, if you just take a step back and look at the big picture. Back in March 2020, the World Health Organization declared an outbreak of SARS-CoV-2. We know all this. That idiot's in charge, that Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus. He's not even a fucking doctor. He's a, uh, what is he? Is he a he's, he's just a politician. He characterised the outbreak as a global pandemic. Ever since, the UK has been in lockdown four times. Boris Johnson telling the British public you must stay at home with further instructions to only shop for basic necessities and one form of exercise per day. Do you remember that right back at the beginning, the first lockdown? What a load of bollocks that was. We have received a daily death toll. We have been refused medical treatment bordering on the National Health Service now becoming the national COVID service. We have received curfews. We have had our businesses closed. We've lost our jobs. We have been restricted from seeing our loved ones with our care homes seemingly turning into prisons and us unable to hold the hand of our dying relatives. We've been forbidden to protest. We've faced brutality to the scale of 1930s Germany. We've arrested and fined for peaceful protests only to suffer terrible brutality from our own police force for speaking up for human rights. Now think long and hard on this next sentence. All of this has been imposed on us using bad data. These lockdowns were all based on dodgy numbers. Even the ONS, the Office of National Statistics, downgraded SARS-CoV-2 back in March 2020, the day before the UK's first lockdown. But still, the UK government put up false infection rates, false cases, false death rates on a daily basis, all on the number one propaganda channel, the BBC. So looking back at the start of this pandemic our former health secretary Matt Hancock bewildered and dumbfounded most of us with advice that even a grade four child could see never made any sense whatsoever. What a plunker of a man he was. I remember seeing an interview with him on Sky and he was asked the question about false positives. He had no real answer whatsoever Same as all politicians do. You ask them a question and they answer a different question. They twist it and turn it. There's never a yes, no answer. Never. Always trying to come. We've put up with inflated mortality rates, with the World Health Organization changing the rules, the way virologists looked at viruses. We now see the accelerated release of a vaccine but will life ever go back to normal or are we entering a new era in the history of mankind a new normal where, we'll, where we will be governed by harsh new tyrannical rules governed by a centralized totalitarian state what can we expect from this new normal well since the start of the pandemic Many have speculated that this was planned, planned all along by a group of tech billionaires who are dictating to our governments globally. But do these ideas carry any weight? And what could be their motives? What could be their motives for possibly orchestrating a global pandemic? America has already come to the conclusion that it was it was planned. It was released from a lab on purpose to create havoc in the world, to bump start the Great Reset, to get it all up and running. They've been struggling for years. They used to call it the new world order, the one world government. People got savvy to that. So as time goes on, they change it. They change the meaning stays the same but the name changes it used to be the new world order or the one world government and now it's the great reset or the fourth industrial revolution <sighs> do these possi- do, do these possibilities do they carry any weight To begin to understand we must first cast our view on the finances of the world in the last few years, with the biggest transfer of wealth history has ever seen, and we must explore a significant shift that's been taking place in our economy, one that only a minority of people may have heard about. It's called the fourth industrial revolution, now if you want to look into this look no further than Klaus Schwab. He's written a book on it called the fourth industrial revolution where he mentions the great reset and what plans they have for us for the future. Pretty frightening if you want to go and read it. We all know about the first three industrial revolutions. Now the fourth industrial revolution describes the emergence of AI artificial artificial intelligence and how it integrates with us humans now AI is far more advanced than most people realize I mean we've now we've now got people like Elon Musk's neurolink connecting microchips to our brains through tiny wires this microchip is synced with AI this working proof of concepts is, already been fitted into people, it has the potential to completely change the way we interact with people online. Although it has many benefits like AI controlled prosthetic limbs, many people are worried and rightly so about the amount of control and power this could give our already tyrannical governments. And when the central banking system the central banking digital currency comes in, this is going to give our governments the perfect opportunity to control every aspect of our lives. Do we really want all aspects of our lives controlled? And who's to say some psychopathic billionaire just like Bill Gates won't try and run the show? Can we really trust a small few with this concept? Or are we actually unaware? This is actually taking place. I think most people are. There are a lot of people waking up to this, but most still sleep on the bigger picture. Look beyond the pandemic. Look what's happening financially in the world. Look at the world economics, the world finance, what's happening there. You'll get an inkling of what's on the agenda, what's on the horizon just by doing that there is a war going on at the moment and it's an AI race war and it's only between the US and China. And it's only between those two countries because every other country has been left way behind. Now it's been said that China will become the new AI superpower within the next five years. So let's have a little look at China and see how they live their lives. Cash is no longer accepted in China. They now have introduced their digital currency and everyone pays by by mobile phone. So what this means in terms of control over their population is quite frightening as China already has little human rights and less choice for their public. But now their government has absolute total control over its people and can now tell its people how, when and where they can spend their money, even putting expiry dates on money, stopping anyone wanting to save for the future, maybe. So what do you think will happen in the West if the same happens? We give absolutely all of our rights to a small few who have already proved to be full of greed, lust, with a lack of humility and charity a government that lies to its people on a daily basis. In my personal opinion, if we the people stand up to this tyranny and all say no, then maybe, just maybe, we'll see an end and a collapse of all this corruption that's been happening this last 18 months. We can change our governments, but what we can't change, well, at the moment at least, is the billionaires dictating their agendas to our corrupt politicians. If by now all you have done for the past 18 months is obey the government policy, then I can't help you, just go back to sleep. But if you do have questions and you do want answers on certain things, then get in touch, send me a voice message. Um, You can do that from the link on my Spotify channel. And maybe we can get a conversation going. I might even include your questions on the next podcast, who knows. I mean, I've got questions myself, questions on what's happening in the housing market. Now, I've just found this girl who's gonna explain it all to us.
1: They have taken away your ability to work, to produce, socialize, and to travel. What are they coming after next? Well, they've told you, your ability to own anything, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Let's talk about why house prices are rising when unemployment is so high. Well, you can print money into the economy and buy houses, but you can't print houses. And that's what they're doing right now. Asset management firms are buying up vast amounts of properties you have BlackRock in America, you have Lloyds under Project Generation in the UK. So when you are bidding on a house, know that you are not bidding against another family, you are bidding against an asset management firm who have incredibly cheap money, who can offer 20 to 50% above asking price. That's pretty fierce competition. Further to that, the Fed currently owns over 50% Of mortgages in America, so when they're done buying up all the available properties, when inflation does run hot, prior to um, this past few weeks, they weren't even talking about talking, but talking about raising interest rates. Then they were talking about it, and now they're saying maybe twenty twenty-two. So what happens when your interest rate goes from two percent to twenty percent? Can you pay? Can you make those payments what happens when you can't make those payments you have to foreclose on the property who wants the property then the bank that owns the mortgage who's that the central bank do you see what's happening here now after that they can go after you with a wealth tax they've talked about that boris has talked about that and they've talked about it in california so with inflation again, your house price maybe two hundred thousand has gone to a million. So your wealth tax has gone up possibly fivefold. That's going to be difficult to pay. What are you going to do? You're going to have to give up your house. If you manage to keep it after that, they're going to go after generational wealth. Here, I think it's forty percent for inheritance tax. Again, forty percent of hundred thousand possible. of a million? Can your kids pay that? Probably not. They don't have to come and take the keys of your house by force. They can create sanctions that, which they are currently doing under the green energy efficiency that you have to put in these fuel, um, pumps that are 10000 20000 dependent on the house. Now, they're not going to enforce it, but they can enforce it if you want to sell the property, it has to have it, or if you want to rent out the property, it has to have it. This is what's going on right now. And you need to wake up to it because they are going after your wealth, your generational wealth. And in two generations, everything could be gone. They will own everything. Further to that, BlackRock can go direct. It's not just central banks that can go direct. The actual asset management firms, the big companies can go direct. They've been buying a lot of houses in Texas. Why Texas? Texans love their guns, don't they? Blackrock likes guns. Mm -mm. They are anti-gun. So they can impose sanctions on your property that you are not allowed to hold guns in it. They get to control you. This is going direct. Central banks can control you through digital currency. The big corporations can control you by their rules, not the government rules that are supposed to represent us. This is what's happening. And until you wake up and stand up, it's not going to stop.
0: So, a scary future looks likely for us all if we don't do something about it. This is maybe our last chance to stop all this. The first steps to be taken is very basic. Just talk about it. So again, I'll tell you, get in touch with me, get in touch with your questions and I'll try and give you some kind of an answer. Send me a question by voice message from the link on my Spotify channel. Truth be told by Digital Rebel. And maybe, just maybe, we can begin to change the world. Until next time, toodle-doo.